We are on Yevamos towards the very bottom of Ayin Tes Amid Beis 79b. And we are discussing the case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that there are certain times when a Sris, a man who is not able to have children, could do Chalitza. And there are times where he cannot do Chalitza. And there's an exemption from Chalitza. And we are discussing both cases where the deceased husband is a Sris or... When the brother-in-law, the brother-in-law who has to do Yibam or Chalitza or neither, is a Sris. And so there was a dispute between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Kiva said that if it's a case of a Sris Adam, meaning that there was a point in time where he was able to have children, and only later on did something happen where he's no longer able to have children, in that case, there is a there is Zika, there is this bond, and therefore you have to do Chalitza, and potentially also Yibam, uh, or Yibam. However, if it's a case where it's a Srischama, where from birth uh, they, the person was not able to have children, so then there is an exemption of Yibam. There is no mitzvah of Yibam because, meaning both in a case where the deceased husband was a Sris and in a case where the brother-in-law is a Sris, where they were born as a Sris, in both of these cases there's no mitzvah of Yibam because the mitzvah of Yibam is it is to establish, or at least have the potential to establish uh, the continuation of the first marriage through the next generation, through having children. Rabbi Yazar argued and he flipped it. He said that no, a sris chama, somebody who was born not being able to have children, so he says at least for them, uh, medically, they're able to, they might be able to have children Later on in life, something might change. They might become, they might have some sort of a remedy, some medication, something that they could do to allow them to have children. However, if it's a case of a stress adam, if it's a case where they were able to have children, but something happened later on, so then that's not ever going to change. And then such a person is exempt from doing yibam or from doing chalitza. Those are the two opinions. And we will elaborate on these two opinions in this recording. So the Gemara says, it says, Ikrikan The Gemara says, according to Rabbi Kiva, who says that Esris Adam, somebody who was able to have children originally, but they can't now, so they do have an obligation to do Chalitza, and perhaps, or perhaps maybe even Yibam. The Gemara asks, why? The mitzvah is Lahakim Lach of Shame, to establish for your brother a name, a name through the next generation, and he's not able to do that right now. So why would this fall under the mitzvah of Yibam? So Amar Rava, Rava explains, in Cain, he says, slow down. If you're going to tell me that if the deceased husband is not able to have children, so then there's no mitzvah of Yibam, then there's never going to be a mitzvah of Yibam. He says, because every single person, right before they pass away, they're not able to have children. They're in a certain state where they're not able to have children. So if you're going to tell me, says Rava, that anybody who's in a state where they're not able to have children, then there's no mitzvah of Yibam. Well, every single person, right before they pass away, they're in a state where they're not able to have children. And yet we know that there is a concept of Yibam. There is a mitzvah of Yibam. So it must be that even though they can't have children, it still falls under lahakim lach of shame in order to establish for your brother a name, even though they can't have children at the time of death. But the point is, at least according to Rabbi Akiva, as long as there's some point in time where they were able to have children, so then... This would have fulfilled, this type of a marriage would fulfill the idea of Allah Hakim Lach of Shame, to establish for your brother's name, even though right now they can't have children, but since 
there was a point in time where they could have children, so therefore that would fulfill that. Otherwise, you would never have the mitzvah yibum because every single person right before their death, which is what's happening to this deceased husband, right before he dies, so right before his death, he's not able to have children because he's in a state where he cannot have children. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So then, So this is now, this answer of Rava ends up being a question in Rabbi Eliezer because what did Rabbi Eliezer say? Rabbi Eliezer said that the only time there's a mitzvah chalitza is when we're dealing with a sris chama, when somebody uh, uh, was born not able to have children and because they could get, they could become healed in some way in the future. Even though right now they can't have children, but maybe in the future they will be able to have children. However, says Rabbi Lezer, if we're dealing with the case of a stress Adam, where something happened later on in life, originally they were able to have children, but later on in life something happened where they're no longer able to have children ever again. So this ends up being a question. Because every single case of where the husband passes away is essentially a case of a stress Adam, of a situation where he was able to have children, and then right before he passed away, he's not able to have children. Every case is like that. Every case is a case of a stress Adam, because there's a point in time where they're not able to have children. So Rabbi Lazar responds back, no, hasam kichusha itzchila bay. No, that's, uh, that's a separate, that's just out of weakness. It's not because uh, they really can't have children. It's just they're in such a weak state right before death. That's why they're not able to have children. But it's not because something inherent within their body that they're not able to have children. No, it's out of, it's out of weakness that they're not able to have children. So don't tell me, says Rabbi Lazar, that every single case is a case of stress adam, is a case of where later on in life they're not able to have children. No, that's not what's going, really going on right before death. It's, it's really some uh, weakness, uh, physical uh, weakness that uh, they're just too weak, uh, and that's really what is taking place. Okay. The Gemara now really sort of moves on to the, to the topic of Sris Chama. Sris Chama, again, is what Rabbi Lezer says, would be the case where we do Chalitza. Sris Chama is somebody who was born not able to have children, uh, they never, the son never saw them have children, i.e. they were born uh, in a state where they're not able to have, they don't have the potential to have children. So what exactly is that? What is the case of Shriz So Amr Vitzak Bar Yosef, Amr says, They did not see a moment where they're able to have children. There was never a moment where they were able to have children already from birth. So the Gemara says, How do we know? What's the proof? What's the proof? How do we know that they're not able to have children? Uh, at what point in time? How do we know that it's from birth? So Amar Bayabaya says, no, there's a, there's a way to, to see it. Anybody who, as a child, as a baby, they uh, pass water, they urinate, and it doesn't form a normal uh, line as it would usually do. Rather, it dribbles downward. So the urine dribbles downward. That reveals that there's some issue going on. And that they, he does not have the ability to have children, even as a baby. From birth, we're able to figure it out. And that's the sign from birth that this person is a sris, as a sris chama. From birth, they're not able to have children. And the word then says, mimai, what causes a, a, a fetus, eventually this baby, to not have children, not have the ability to have children? So apparently there's something which, which significantly causes this. Uh, and this is what the Gemara says. This is what they, the Gemara knew at the time based on the science of their time. They said that if the mother, while the mother was pregnant, was baking bread, so it was very hot through baking the bread, during noontime, when it's the hottest point of the day, and she's drinking very strong beer while she's pregnant, so all of this contributes to defective 
reproductive organs. Um, and that's what contributes to it. Rav Yosef says, I'm Rav Yosef. This is what I heard from Rav Ami. He, always, he used to say that uh, this idea that anybody who uh, is impaired based on some, at the time that they were a fetus in the womb of the mother, I didn't know what he was talking about, but he was talking about this, this idea that if she's baking and it's very, very hot, uh, so all of this contributes to problems for the child. Continues the Gemara and says, okay, so we have a situation now where the baby was born and not being able to have children. We know that later on in life he's also not able to have children. It continues. But shouldn't we be concerned that maybe there was a point in time where he was able to have children? Just because in the beginning of the end you're not able to have children doesn't mean that in the middle you wouldn't be able to have children. Sigmar answers, maybe we should be concerned for that. Sigmar says, no. Came into Tchilasavisofo. Sigmar says, no, essentially, since we see that in the beginning and at the end, he's not able to have children, must be the entire time he's not able to have children. We, we are not concerned, says the Gemara. We're not concerned that maybe there was a point in time where he would be able to have children and then he would not be viewed as a Sris Chama anymore. No, the fact that he wasn't at the beginning able to have children in the beginning, he wasn't able to have children at the end, this shows us that the entire time he wasn't able to have children. The question on this is, Mesiv Rav Mari, we know that it says elsewhere that when it comes to a totally different area of law, when it comes to a mum, a blemish on an animal for a korban, for a sacrifice, so there's a certain blemish where, it had, where once it's a blemish for 80 days, it's established as a blemish. And we say you have to check three times, not just at the beginning and the end, but also the middle, because we, in fact, are concerned that something changed in the middle. So we see we have precedent for this fact that something would change in the middle. Things change that we have to be concerned the entire time. It's not enough just to check in the beginning and the end. You also have to check in the middle. We have such a case. Stigma answered no. When it comes to one, it had to do with something in the eye. That's one aver, that's one limb. Then we're concerned that things could change. Things will flip back and forth. Things might change. However, when it comes to the entire body, and when we're talking about a stress, we say the Gemara understands that somebody's not able to have children. This is something which impacts the entire body. For that, we're not concerned about. Things don't change as easily when it comes to the fact that you're not able to have children. It doesn't change so, so easily. As long as we know that at the beginning and the end, the person was a Sris, was a person who somebody wasn't able to have children, that's the way we assume uh, what was hap- that, that's what was happening the entire time. The commentators do ask a question. They say that we know that there's a principle, the Torah follows, Halacha, Jewish law follows the principle of Chazaka. That the way it was is the way it always will be. We, we, don't, we assume that nothing has changed. Unless we know otherwise, we assume that things don't change. So why all of a sudden over here do, are we starting to assume that things do change? So there's different answers that are given. Uh, but essentially one of the answers is that this is a type of situation where it's uh, made that it, it, it's oftentimes it does change. It's normal for it to change. Once it's normal for it to change, so then we do not assume that everything stayed the same. But it is an important note just to mention that there is a halachic principle called a chazaka. A chazaka essentially says that if this is the way it was and this is the way we know until now, so then this is how we will assume the mitzis, the facts are on the ground, how it will continue to play out. That is called a chazaka. And so there are certain times where we follow chazaka and other times where we don't. But we have to know when we do follow it, when we don't follow it. This would be an example where potentially we do not follow it because it's something that's referred to as a chazaka ha'asr lehishtanos. It's a chazaka. It's basically we're not going to follow the the way it's always been to assume that that's the way it will continue to be if it's normal for it to change. Okay. 
continues the Gemara. The Gemara now is commenting on Rebbe Eliezer. Again, in our mission, Rebbe Eliezer said that when it comes to a Sris Chama, when it comes to a situation where they're born, uh, where they're not able to have children, that's the case that we say where you can do Chalitza. Or if it's the deceased husband who's, who was born not able to have children, then you do Chalitza to his wife. However, if it's a situation where uh, after birth, sometime during his lifetime, something happens and he's not able to have children. So then in that case, we say there is no mitzvah of chalitza. Nothing. There's no zika. There's no connection whatsoever because there's no potential in the future to have uh, to have children. So the Gemara says, well, Rabbi Lazar seems to contradict himself. Uruminhu. Hillel says, the house of Hillel says, that if you have somebody who's 20 years old, we're going to get to the, to the numbers probably in the, in the next recording, but if you have somebody who's 20 years old, and they have the signs that the person uh, is not able to have children. So for example, they do not have two pubic hairs. They don't have two hairs, either pubic hairs, uh, they don't have any, any hair, facial hair. Um, they have to bring a proof. The family has to bring a proof. In order to exempt the Yavama, the sister-in-law, from doing Yibam, they have to bring a proof that he's 20 years old, A, and B, the fact that he has always been a Sris. He was born as somebody who's not able to have children. You need to bring both, both proofs. Once you bring it, so then there's no mitzvah of Yibam. The same thing, thing is on the flip side. If it's the sister-in-law who's an islandist, she has signs that she's not able to have children. Uh, so then the same thing, if they, they bring proof that she's 20 years old and that she's an islandess, so then from birth, so then there's no mitzvah of chalitza or yibam. There's no mitzvah whatsoever because she was, a, she was like that from birth. Mm-hmm. Beishamai Omrim. Beishamai says, no, zev zev b'nei shmonasrei. Beishamai only argues in Beishamai and says that it's not 20 years old, it's 18 years old. The point in time where we decide is a person somebody who's able to have children or not, uh, until what point in time do we say that they... They are not going to go through puberty. That is when they reach the age of 18, not of 20. Okay, that's Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, the house of Hillel and the house of Shammai. What does Rabbi Eliezer have to do with this? The point is, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer says, in this context of a Sris Chama, they're discussing somebody who was born as a Sris. Rabbi Eliezer says, we follow Beis Hillel for men up to age 20. For women, it's up to age 18 because women mature at an earlier age than men. But in the end of the day, what do we see from Rebbe Lezer? He says that even a Sris Chama, he says that a Sris Chama, somebody who's born as a Sris, born as somebody who's not able to have a child, is exempt from the mitzvah of Chalitza and from Yibum. That goes against Rebbe Lezer and the Mishnah. Rebbe Lezer and the Mishnah said that that's the type of Sris that's obligated in the mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza. Over here, he's saying no. That's the type of person who is exempt from the mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza. So which one is it? Rabbi Lezer seems to contradict himself. So the Gemara will have two answers. These are the two answers of the Gemara. Amar, Rami, Bar, Dikula, Amar, Shmuel. Answer number one. Shmuel says, Chazar, Bar, Rabbi Lezer. It's true. Rabbi Lezer contradicts himself. You know why he contradicts himself? Because he changed his mind. He changed his mind. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute. my He changed his mind. What did he hold originally? And what did he change it to? Which one is which? In the end of the day, is the Mishnah... His final conclusion, or is this Bryce that we're bringing his final conclusion? So the Gemara answers, Tashma. They want to bring a proof. The, the, and this proof will be his final answer. Ditani, his final thought. Ditani, Rabbi Lezer, Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, He says explicitly 
Srisrama, somebody who's born as a Sris, as somebody who's not able to have children, they could do Chalitza, like our Mishnah. Or if they're the deceased husband, you could do Chalitza to his wife. Like our Mishnah. Shekem b'minam misrapim b'alexander shalmatrayim. And his proof is that we see that there are people like this who are healed when they go to Alexandria. When they go to Alexandria and in Egypt, they, they are healed. So we see that they are healed. And so therefore, those are the types of people, even though they can't have children right now, but there's the potential for them to have children. Go to Alexandria, go to the doctors there, and they will heal you. And therefore, you are obligated in the Chalitza. So we see that Rebbe Lazar, either because he has, it's two verses one, we have two places, we have the Mishnah and the Bryce that we just quoted, or because he brings proof from the fact that this is what's occurring in Alexandria, so this seems to be his final position. The final position is, in fact, the way the Mishnah says it, that if it's a Sris Chama, if it's somebody who is born as a Sris, because they have the ability to change, as we see from the doctors in Alexandria, so therefore... Uh, there is a mitzvah of chalitza. That's the position of Rabbi Eliezer. So that is answer number one. That's all in answer number one. Essentially, the way we explain this contradiction is by saying that it is a contradiction because he changed his mind, but he changed his mind. And his conclusion is that there is a mitzvah when you are born as a sris. Answer number two is Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Lazar, who's answering for Rabbi Eliezer, very similar names, but Rabbi Lazar is answering for Rabbi Eliezer, that when he said that there's this uh, issue of 18 and 20, that has nothing to do with Yibam. Le'olam lo he, did, he didn't go back on it. He always kept his position. Sris Chama, if you're born as a Sris, as somebody who's not able to have children, you could do the mitzvah. You have an obligation to do mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza. And when he said earlier that a Sris Chama um, becomes a Sris Chama, that, that wasn't commenting on the discussion of Beisalam Beishamai about Yibam. No, he wasn't commenting on that. It has to do with the age in which they are punished. At what age do we say that somebody becomes an adult? In general, we say, this is very important to know, and we're going to discuss this in the next recording. When a person becomes an adult, it's not just the age of 12 for a girl and 13 for a boy. It's also once they start to mature physically, that they're the beginning of, that they go through puberty. What happens if you have somebody who never goes through that? They're not, they never go through that because... And, that's a, and therefore, they're not able to have children. So at what point in time do they become an adult, a halachic adult, where they are obligated in the commandments? So that is what Rabbi Lezer is commenting on. And he says, well, for men, it's at the age of 20. For women, it's from the age of 18. Once they hit that age, so that reveals to us that we assume they will not be able to have children. They are defined as a sris. Once they're defined as a sris, so that from that point on, they are viewed as an adult and not as as a minor, to be obligated in the mitzvos, And that's, that's what Rebbe Lezer is saying. It has nothing to do with Yibam, essentially. He wasn't commenting on Yibam. He was just commenting on when does a person become a gadol, become an adult, with regards to the responsibilities of the mitzvos and the commandments. Uh, and that begins at 18 or 20. The Gemara, in the next recording, will discuss what exactly does this time period of 18 and 20 mean. Do we say, do we go back retroactively to say they've been an adult the whole time? Uh, should we go back and say that? That will be part of the discussion in the next recording.